This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle, Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today we are having the most amazing conversation with Catherine Toomey. Catherine is really a fascinating person, and she's got all of this really cool experience. She's a massage therapist, and she's contracted to the best companies that she can advocate and support. She also runs her own business with private clients and is qualified with a certificate five in massage therapy and a diploma in remedial massage, qualified in Reiki two, pregnancy massage, aromatherapy, and reflexology. Uh, once we got to reflexology, none of those other ones existed in my mind because <laughs> reflexology is like one of my most favorite things to experience. She holds certificates and studies in astrology, crystal healing, sustainable living education. I think that's one thing. Is that crystal healing, sustainable living? We'll have to know. get. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to dig into that one because, you know, anything with crystals, it fascinates me. She's committed to a witch's dedicate course. I can't wait to hear more about that, too. She's a keen interest in moonology meditation, yoni immersion, womb connection, and embodiment practices, and shamanism, human design, and cacao ceremony, all of which add to her ability to treat patients and access the needs of others across a broad spectrum of life and its stages. She is the author of a children's book that was published in 2018, and it's called My Magic Glitter Boots. I think that's amazing. And I definitely need mm, probably 30-ish copies of that because everyone I know needs to have that. <laughs> so we'll include a link to where you guys can all get that because I know you all need that too. Catherine has a keen interest in studying children's illustrations, art therapy, and intuitive art. She's a best-selling author in multi-book multi-author book, Lunar Wisdom, with one of my favorite people, Tracy Brown. I just love her. Shout out to Tracy, right? <laughs> um, Catherine is also an accomplished actor and entertainer, and she's been a returning extra on the Australian series Wentworth and Neighbors. She was the 2015 Tropfest Junior Award host in Melbourne and enjoyed many roles in independent films like she, you just keep getting more and more interesting as we go Catherine <laughs> her style involves confidence building self-grooming adventure and accomplishing goals she beams with expression and interest in healing art travel and life building strategies and she adores people young old and in between her catchphrase would be building from the ruins so let's start there. Tell, tell me your story. 
where in, where did you adopt this catchphrase and why is it so personal to you? Well, I love history. I just love, 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 love history. Um, I, I always uh, comment on uh, like the... <clears throat> the generational experience that people have. So, you know, with grandparents um, and just that relationship that they bring to a person in history. But when I didn't have grandparents, my my parent, uh, my my grandparents um, passed away in, in wartime, um, which is a long time ago, but I had a, a dad that was quite a lot older um, as well, like an old dad, which I really attribute to my um my inspiration in being educated um so I always imagine my favorite place is is like a a place that has history like a place that um you know that has the where you're walking around in the rocks from thousands of years ago kind of thing um so I always imagine when I'm with a, a client or, or in a treatment process um that you're just not you can't always be embodying another person you just can't um and so I just try and draw on the strengths that I can give to someone in the treatment process that are things that they're not looking for and that mm. helps me there's a lot of power in that because so often in my experience, people come and they're like, I need this. I want to heal this. But that's not really what they need to heal. It's way deeper. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I think different people get different sorts of of healers as well. Um, I was speaking to somebody yesterday that does like a kahuna massage. And I was getting like a tester because I, I was uncomfortable with the kahuna thing because I'm like quite medical and I'm, I'm trained to just like muscles, ligaments, you know, um, in, my, in my day-to-day work. Um, and, and it was just so beautiful because I suddenly remembered as soon as he touched me, I was like, oh, it's going to be like that. <laughs> you know, it's not like your upper traps and your, you know, erector muscles and your, you know, um, you know rhomboid area it's not going to be like that it's going to be oh it was and that was a, it was just that connection and that it it makes you it makes someone like me um it just makes you kind of do a little turn so I think different people go I think it's really good to um to step out of your comfort zone when you're in the process of wanting to heal from some kind of trauma um which is normally why people see healers and things yeah and I think really it's it's necessary to step out of the comfort zone because the comfort zone is where you've been it's the status quo and it's not going to move you past where you've already known so I love well, that I think, comfort. yeah I, I think when if um you're trying to turn a corner being staying in control is not the way that you're going to be able to do that that's that's just, it seems really obvious when you say it. And it seems really obvious if you're surrounded by spiritual gurus. But if you're opening up the yellow pages or if you're looking on Google to try and sort of search for something, it's it's so, so hard. And I'm really starting to realize um, when people say that they don't 
have that, um, you know, that healer or that, that massage therapist or that, um, you know, any, all the different types of modalities in, in body work. They, when they say they don't have that person, I can really see how hard it is. Uh, and then there's the upside of that, how lucky people are when they do have that regular process and how important it is to mark that in your, you know, gratitude, in your um, purveying when you're sharing with others, when you're sharing with yourself, when you're doing all that. If you have that, then just love that role because it really is a role, you know, you're kind of rolling with it. And then you'll find maybe I just think that that things don't last forever in those life roles because <laughs> we all have those stages. For sure. Um, so I'd like to shift gears a little bit and hear more about like who you are and some of your training. Like I want to know about the crystal healing that you are training or trained in. Tell us more about that. Um, sure. Okay. So I, I did a Reiki course in my twenties, which was where I sort of fell into massage. Um, I left school with a year 10 pass, by the way. So I left school with basically nothing and I just did awful jobs and just, just cried oh. in my lunch break until I could, you know, kind oh, of no. <laughs> until I could kind of manifest a like a life that was gonna be acceptable. Um, and I think it's really hard when you don't, if you don't kind of follow that it's much harder I think people like me that have that that have left school early they they're so much harder on themselves I feel um so I did a Reiki course and then I got accepted into a massage college and I couldn't believe it I was like oh my gosh they they accepted me like I've, with my education are, are you sure I was like leaving the interview are you sure and that was in my 20s um and then I um, did the, that was a certificate, um, which was like a two-year course. So it wasn't really nothing, it wasn't a nothing certificate. And I did really well with that. And I had a part-time massage business and then I was sort of incorporating Reiki. And then it just, I was just too, I felt like I was just too young. I just couldn't, I, I was doing what I thought I'd be doing when I was 30 or 40, but I wasn't 30 or 40. So I just had to stop. I just had to. and. Um, and then I had children as well. So that was kind of, it just put me away in the, in the home for quite a few years. Um, and then that was my, like my older children are um, 19 and 20. So they're just doing it. They're doing their lives, which is pretty amazing. Um, and so in that time, I just worked in other sorts of roles in accounting. I just sort of ended up doing accounting. And then I had a third daughter in 2015 I'm just um I, I just think I make it about um just the impression that children make on me because as a therapist it's like I'm such a physical person I, I really um that's where I find myself um and so it, it, when I had my uh, third daughter in 2015 they did a, a baby massage like workshop in one of the little mums groups and I was like oh wow like this is this is incredible. And I'd really forgotten everything. It was incredible. I'd forgotten like what I'd done, those sorts of roots that I'd, um, you know, created at the start of my life. And I was so proud of myself. And I basically just went, well, this is what I'm going to do now. This is my thing. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> um, and, and then so you funny. remembered. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And the remembering was just a really, I was so joyous because I was so lost in accounting. I was so lost. I was, I, I, I'm, I'm like very um, self-motivated, but when you're just working with numbers, you're really just working for your own process and there's no sharing the companies don't feel <laughs> like they're not like well, right back and there's no and the connection and, like is is, is totally missing when you have a linear like cerebral no actual energy exchange like yeah i i, and I understand yeah. And I think there's different, like, I, I think I, I I was good at that job, but it didn't hold any sort of satisfaction. There was no climbing. There was no um, fulfillment. There was no, uh, you know, it, it just, I wasn't like, but I, I think I was trying to help people. This is what would get me into trouble in that environment. I was still <laughs> quite sensitive no, I wouldn't like to use the word psychic because I keep myself grounded all the time because I I start to climb the psychic stairs and then I'm like, no, 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 we're not doing that, you know, go um, go back. So, so, where, so the where did the crystals, the crystals come in? Yeah, so I, I started my, I, I started working in my massage um, business in 2019 um and that just ended up being really successful and then I, I've I've been studying crystals since then but I've always had crystals have always been my favorite um I don't know what just like my gold like I've always wondered why don't I why is everyone like the gold why is everyone like the silver and then I'm like oh, look there's a crystal shower and I'm like I think it's the um I think it's the mineral. I think it's the value. Um, <clears throat> I enjoy that this crystal is this much and this crystal is this much. And I I like looking at um, not, not the cheap ones, but I like the significance and the non-significance um, and the values and the properties. And um, I, I'm just, I feel... I feel so rewarded because it does appeal to my doubter, like my non-believer, a hundred percent. So there's always that part of me that's just saying, um, well, no, that's basically saying, no, it's, they're just rocks, like a hundred percent. But then the part of me that, but that could be anything that, that relates to across the board for all things in life. One person's book isn't another person's book. One person's movie isn't another person movie but in that way a crystal could always just be in the ground and someone's walking past so I feel like we're all earthbound and we're all we all have to accept that these um energies that the crystals create are there in the earth unless you're planning to you know not leave the earth gosh <laughs> you know what I mean I mean um it, being that we're humans we have to accept that these um, rocks uh, are there with us. They're there with us. So I just love them. Yeah. Does that explain that? So I'm do you sorry. use them? So yes. Yeah, so them I think in it, your massage practice. I think yeah. Um, 
not I, I don't I don't use them in my massage because I'm a much more medical I use them more for um meditation and the um images of going into the cave full of crystals so more oh I like that yeah like I like to be like the first step for a person to to look outside themselves without judgment and try something different for themselves and mm-hmm. and trying to guide people to that step without them realizing is really hard it's really tricky and um and that, but that's my that's my favorite thing because i i'm i just feel like you do see a lot of people in this business and you do um you know you have to generate and manage a lot of people and so obviously and i'm going to get busy in my own life so there's not really the opportunity to go back and result anything from that in an ego point of view um so that's that's kind of yeah how how the crystals come about so i'm really at the pinnacle of my crystal experience but it's really me that's doing it so I'm like oh let's have this crystal this crystal um but really that comes from the Reiki so I do use crystals in Reiki uh yeah so tell me about your Reiki I'm Reiki one but I literally only know enough to help my kid manage his migraines (laughs) yeah so I love the attunement part of Reiki. I love the way that you can just have so much heat. And I always see it as like a yellow light that just you can, it's like a like a cord of electricity. Um, and I've just always had that. I did my Reiki one in my 20s and I just, it was just one the most moving experience I've ever had in my life to be given something that was to kind of consider to be weird in all my you know my friend circles and family circles but at the same time having grown into the sort of the this century um it's such a it's such a big industry it's such a huge you know there are Reiki people everywhere and I just love I love that I love that the more Reiki people they are if it's like 7-Eleven Reiki that is what I would want to see for like in a hundred years <laughs> 7-Eleven Reiki I love it <laughs> um let's shift gears a little bit and I want to know more about how you consider yourself a witch dedicant. Tell me all about that. Uh, okay, so I, I've i only, I, I joined the kind of the witch, the witches circles um, when I um, put that, um, published that chapter into Lunar Wisdom. Uh, and I'd always thought I was a little bit witchy and I had the things and I did the things, but I hadn't actually joined like others in any kind of way. Um, and I think I was just kind of doing my massage and my Reiki and just sort of sealing the deal um, and not not doing what – I've got a Scorpio moon 
So I'm very whole, like holistic, but I'm also very play in the dirt with sticks kind of orientated. Like I enjoy that. I I feel such a reward just getting leaves and making little things. Um, like there's something about just the, the small amount of dust that you make in that experience. There's something about that that I just really love. And I was like, how can I combine this holistic Reiki crystals? How can I make the good witch be a little bit um, bad, I guess, because we all have good and bad. And so that's basically opened the door to me saying, well, I'm going to go down this witch's pathway um, and with no fear, just because I... I know there's so much good and all that good to me has to turn a little bit. Um, it has to turn a little bit. It's like cream or milk, you know, it's like good, 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 but then it does expire. And I didn't want that to happen to me. In getting my chapter into Lunar Wisdom, I just, I saw Tracy's little, you know, ad wanting an author and then I kept seeing it and kept seeing it and kept seeing it. And I'm like, ah. Oh, stop just stop okay okay I'll do it and then I like just came in and opened my laptop and da, 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 done um and yeah and that actually did set off a really um just a magnificent experience of just feeling um how much words on the page can um words on the page can just really um do the job that they're do, do the job yeah someone like me that loves books I just I adore books I've I've been during the whole COVID thing just all the the reading that I did and, and being able to be in online spiritual communities all the time just really helped me to get through and it also just heightened my desire to not want to let that go once I had to get back to a normal job and leave the house um, I really wanted to just hang on to that sense of accomplishment. Um, so being in a book really spoke to me on that. And it just said, look, you've really, now you've really achieved something. Um, and, and then it's compiled together with all these other beautiful ladies that, that also study um, lunar cycles and, and which is alongside witchcraft. Um, and they're just all amazing and they all sort of give that inspiration um, of, of studying different fields. Um, so, and then I think like, so once you say something, once you say I'm interested in witchcraft, then other people just seem to, to kind of, I don't know, it's like there's like a little um, like dreamscape where people are just um, put into scenarios where it can be a force it becomes a force uh because then the people that that you become friends with you become friends with because they have this amazing book and you're like oh I saw that book I, I want to get that book and so then you get that book and then um it just kind of takes it takes my love of history as well with the witchcraft I just love reading about that time in history that is just so not spoken about in our time. So in my in my Lunar Wisdom book, I I talk a lot. Um, it, it kind of 
it's a little bit witchy. It's my, it's not, it, it's kind of just I've thrown stuff at that book. And then I'm, there are spells in the Lunar Wisdom book as well. So my spell is uh, more of a kind of a witch's uh, bath and um, crystal cleanse and um, moon water. And I've just done the simple things because, like I said, I really like to give people a first step because you might not like it. You might want to, you know, just stick with the remote. I don't know. I'm just like very for that that really true space where some people just aren't doing it. Some people just stick with their remote, stick with their um you know, stick with what's safe. And I and I have respect for that. Um, and then there are just other totally wacky people and they're they're the ones I, I kind of like because they scare me a little bit. <laughs> uh, I have to remind myself that sometimes I encounter and interact with people who are contracted to stay status quo in this lifetime for some reason. And that's okay. Not the contract I entered into, but for some people, that is exactly what they need to be doing. Yeah, yeah. So um, just going going back to what we were we were saying with the history. So um, the history with lunar wisdom is much more about the history of the moon and the tides and the animals that need the moon's uh, cycle to. Um, to get the job done. So the moon actually contributes an enormous amount of um, gravity that actually keeps like the aspects of the earth going. And that's included for humans because we're that huge amount of percentage, like 85% water or something like that. Um, but I have um, uh, put a chapter into another book, Magnetic Abundance, and I talk about women and where women were um, in the Western world, like 150 years ago sort of thing, talking about um, uh, consumerism and the when consumerism first basically began in the Western world. Um, and that's that idea where the houses started to actually import their furniture and their carpets and their teas and all that kind of stuff. And it became trendy to have that. Um, and you might you kind of think, oh, it's so they, or I, I kind of think the first jump I go to is that they're doing that so they can boast to their neighbours, right? But it was really just a, a movement that that everyone, it was the done thing to have these particular items that were coming from other countries, developing a consumerism, and then it just developed, it developed, it developed layers and layers. And then all of a sudden we're in the 1960s, which is really not that, far away from it's only like it's, a, it's someone's lifetime from the end of the 19th century to the 1960s so and in the 1960s we're still living all of that right now we're living all of that right now um and so what I then looked at was where women were financially because I I was really I started my research for for this chapter in the money what why was accounting so not my cup of tea like how can I delve into that and try and get something from it and then I realized that so much of my arguments um were arguments with money so I was working with money in accounting but then going home and arguing with money and it's like I was arguing it myself I didn't even realize because unless you've got an um like unless 
I lost my sense of wonderment in that job role. Um, and then I, in my chapter, went on to, to just take a look at where are we with money for women. So I, these are things I didn't know. In the 1960s, a woman couldn't even have an entitlement to her own home. She had to have a husband come and they would sign together. A woman couldn't have her own bank account. And it was only in 1969 that they passed the gender rule. And this is America um, and Australia and the UK. They're all kind of in that Western little cup of, of, of knowledge. Um, in 1969, I think a, a gender rule was passed so a woman can walk into a bank. This is not across the board. Like if you were really wealthy and came into an inheritance, you're allowed. But everybody else, no. Um, and if you walked into yeah, a, well, a, a... It was yeah. it was social, not just like, you know, financial. My grandmother wanted to go to school in the 40s. And my, her father said, an education shouldn't be wasted on a woman. Yeah. And my my response to that was, it was probably good that he didn't know me because he wouldn't have liked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible to think of like uh, women even writing books. It's, it's like 200 years old in its, in its concept, in its actual concept, like, oh, we could write a book and then the next generation goes oh, let's do it and then it gets done so I just yeah well, I, I and then our generation is like listen we're here we're we're making an impact and y'all just need to come along because it's happening whether you like it or not yes yes um and and the thing is I think we're we're very clever so we've we're inventing these concepts but at the same time like I said there's still people in the 1960s they're still living that concept of not of 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 no um power no power for themselves at all um and so I think I I find that in my work and so what I've tried to do in my spare time as an author um, is to to at least gel some of my imagination some of my um ties to ancestors and some of my kind of um thought process I can't think of the word my um imprint that's the word kind of put my imprint of how I see it and then I I I feel like that aha moment gets me to the next level, which I didn't even know. I didn't even know I was going to be doing this witchy stuff. I didn't even know I was going to be doing this crystal stuff. I didn't know that this was how I was going to be because even I have a huge amount of doctrine to, to crawl over and step over before I can accept it in myself because I'm not doing it because there's someone like I have a mate that's into crystals and they're like, Oh, you know, get into crystals with me. I don't really, I don't have that as a force to be. Um, and that well, is, but you're following exactly the path that you need to follow. It's all perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's so I want to make sure that all of our listeners pay attention to the links that we're including with the, in the show notes for your children's book. And we're going to include a moonology link. Um, or the, what's it called? The, the, tell me the name of, of your, of the 
compilation book again. Yes. Yeah, so the book is Lunar Wisdom. Lunar um, Wisdom. If, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I have uh, sent you the, I have like a link tree that has the Lunar Wisdom link. It also has a free PDF to the children's book. So you can go onto Amazon and buy any of, you can buy Lunar Wisdom, you can buy Magnetic Abundance, you can buy My Magic with the Boots. All those books are available on Amazon. So if you looked my name up on Amazon, you'd find it. If you checked Google, you'd find it in any, you'd find these books in any bookstore as well, um, just through ordering. I want to encourage everyone to check them out because they are truly magical. And whether you're just starting out on this journey or whether you've been on this path for a long time, there is something to be had from checking out these books. I have Lunar Wisdom on my Kindle app. I actually read a little bit of it this morning. I read one of the author's um, contributions and it was amazing. So check it out. Catherine, thank you for spending some time with us. It was really nice to connect with you and to hear that you have experienced what people would consider a mainstream kind of job. And you've really found your calling stepping out of that mainstream and figuring out who you are. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what to say because I do, I do feel like, um, yeah, like I really feel like I do owe it a lot to um, to this book. Um, the spells are amazing and I, I, I feel really honoured um, to have considered myself in the process of being able to um, to step up. I think that's just the thing. I, I'm not that kind. I'm really not that kind of person. I'm quite shy. I'm quite introverted. I, I love history. I could just you know, be be travelled by the civilizations that have passed us for for my life, but um, trying to offer something to the civilizations that we have in our life right now um, isn't a goal I saw. So, yes, I'm really happy. <laughs> well, you have achieved it, even though it wasn't initially the, the goal. I want to thank <laughs> everybody, especially Catherine, for spending some time with us today and I will see you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 